0: Hello and welcome to the Impact at Home podcast from us at Impact Wales. We're Finn and Jane and every week we'll be bringing you the very best professional learning to help you make an impact in your school. Good morning, Jane. Good morning, Finn. And it's uh, hello on a blue Monday. It is. It is blue Monday today. Um, and we're talking uh, remotely again, aren't we? We are. So I think that's why I'm feeling particularly a shade of particular of, of blue. Yeah, but just as a, a little bit of trivia, did you know that um, Blue Monday actually only originated in 2005? It was actually written, uh, it appeared in a press release uh, by a PR agency, Porter Novelli, and it was sent to Cardiff University. The Porter Novelli actually worked for um, Sky, Sky Holidays. They sent it to Cardiff University and offered the academics money to sign their name against the pseudoscience theory and unfortunately the Cardiff University academics did sign their names and it, it became it became a thing but it's it's not grounded in any any reality but I think we're we're living a different reality at the moment aren't we, we are. and, and I think if I hadn't have heard it was Blue Blue Monday maybe I wouldn't have associated the way I feel with it being Blue Monday but I just no, been... but I think the way we feel at the moment is um probably far more related to the fact that we can't go out and see people yeah. and, and carry on our normal life I think we, we've just had that chat this morning with it we I think is a little bit of lockdown fatigue mm. we getting to that point where you know you can see yeah can see in the news people booking holidays for the summer already and you just think well you know my um my email and my um uh, Facebook is full of Oh, jet, to, jet away for the yeah. sun and, oh, wouldn't that be lovely? I had a, a longing yesterday. I was just watching something on TV and seeing someone in a busy restaurant where people were sort of, you know, shoulder to shoulder. Saying, oh, yeah. That would be just... Touching. Yes. Yeah, contact. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> actually been able to physically go into a restaurant it might actually yeah. Be- yeah, or, you know, yes, whether restaurants are actually going to be there or not afterwards. But I know that... Um, not everybody's experience is exactly the same, and I know ours is is pretty isolated because we we are effectively that we're, we're completely working from home. Mm-hmm. The only people we see are on Zoom. But um, teachers are doing something very different. They've got uh, their uh, Zoom sessions, or if they're doing Zoom sessions or team sessions or what have you, they've got their possibly their own children at home as well. They may be going into work in the hub in, in schools schools mm-hmm. like.
1: I've just very
0: met, difficult. I mean, I've spent this morning and driven past our local village primary school, and the car park was full of teachers' car parks this morning, so I did feel yeah, cool this morning driving past. And you think, well, you know, we're, we're in this situation where it's out in the press that schools are closed, but we know all the way yeah. through they have not been, under. yeah. Well, the, the amount of work that has gone in on um by teachers. Uh, by schools we know that there are plenty of senior leaders as well who've worked through the entirety of their holidays haven't really had a break I mean they might have had the um, you know Christmas day boxing day but we know that I mean we we were contacted during the holidays by a senior leader just checking that they're um, talking through their inset for the the first day back so we know that teachers have worked through the holidays and it's really really difficult for them but also the amount of reading that's come out over the last couple of months, particularly I feel over the last month, I've got the time, but I can't keep up. I know. With the amount of reading that's 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 come out and the, the, the stuff that's out on Twitter, the stuff that's released, yeah, the blogs, everything. It's just my I feel yeah. like that little my thing is going to pop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, there is so much um being released at the moment because of course that's the only way that we're we're getting yeah, the information great. is through blogs and articles and uh social media and you know you're watching tv on this and you're finding out the news about oh that God. and it's such swift movement and change on everything it's it is difficult yeah. to keep up with it but we've had one of the things that's been published recently recently is the estin, estin thematic report on the uh, local authority consortia response support for schools and PRUs during COVID-19 which has made it very interesting. It was a mouthful, it's quite a long title. That's been an interesting read hasn't it? It has and I think it's one of those things that you get to the point where you need to prioritise what you read because there is so much and I think this was one that we, when we knew it was coming out we think well this would be something really useful for schools coming back now in January back to blended learning mm. we look to see um, what lessons have been learned mm. from LA's consortia from schools and and, and different approaches as, as we move forward and I know from some of the recommendations um you know there's something that we've tried to unpick mm. well, yeah because I, I don't think it's that kind of report where there's information that schools can take on board and then use it's it seems very much a more sort of and where are we, a measurement, a, you know, let's see how we've done. Yeah, and it certainly. Um, yeah, I mean, we've had a conversation with um, Estin via DMs on uh, Twitter and they're, they're coming back to us with a little bit more information about it. But we were particularly interested in Recommendation 2, which which talks about. Have you got a copy of Recommendation 2? Uh-huh. It improves the quality of dist- of the distance and blended learning experiences pupils by supporting more effective teaching across and within schools and prus yeah it's it's that it's that phrase more effective teaching isn't it because more effective teaching suggests that there's been some measurement gone on that they know that um what the quality of teaching blended learning and teaching has been and deemed it not good enough and therefore thought about well let's let's move forward and and improve yeah. this what's interesting though is this report is up from from between june and november 2020 and if you look at the conversations on twitter mm. from people who or from teachers who are um, exploring blended learning in a slightly different way i, I really feel the feeling is different yeah yeah um, on twitter time I think people are are embracing it more and then and they're trying more things yeah well if you think about just that timeline I mean June to November so June we were in the catch-up phase so that was a, a a return to school but only in a very limited way so I wouldn't have thought tonight yeah that that June July would have had actually any any real blended learning going on it would because the schools would be so busy on you know checking in with pupils yeah. making sure that we're all okay still providing something for children who weren't actually physically in school to do um, during that process and then we've got the return to school in September so that would have been face-to-face and they were learning how to do face-to-face yeah. teaching and you know face-to-face socially distant teaching which is different you know when you're two meters away you, you can't get that uh, response from a class that you would normally get. And then we had the fire break, which was 17 days, but it was actually two, two, half term, years. wasn't it? And end of October, November. Yeah, so it was two school oh, weeks. Yeah. So, in fact, it was only one week. Mm. And then um, it was back to face to face. So, in fact, if you think about it, the amount of blended learning that actually happened during that time was. Was limited, so they must have been. You know, because they, they said they said to us when we asked what was the evidence that that particular recommendation was based upon. They have said to us that it was discussions with schools, findings from findings from surveys, meetings with LA and consortium staff, and national research. We've asked them what national research actually consists of, and we're waiting for them to get back to us. But they must have been then those discussions and that qualitative data, which is what surveys are, must have been focused on the first lockdown. And it must have been or experiences that some of the year groups that were isolating if they were experiencing odd pockets. Absolutely. So I think I think in reality, I think probably things have moved on since there already. But it it just struck us, didn't it, how if there, if there has been a measurement of the quality, they haven't had an awful lot to actually go on and how did that measurement happen and how is it deemed? It, it just all feels like, um, you know, a, a little bit sort of anecdotal and not, not the kind of um, evidence that you would hope yeah. to see. It, it feels very much like on on Twitter at the moment is that the fir- during the first lockdown and, and during this period, It was very much the logistics about which software to use Mm. and or hardware pupils had at home and what Wi-Fi um, they could access. But now, certainly since we turned back at Christmas, Mm. pedagogy and quality of instruction Mm. and the learning goal seems to be much more upfront. It does, and I think if you if you populate social media edu twitter that kind of thing then you see the very different discussions going on very different yeah. things being trialed having said that there's been so much in the uh, press um not just in wales more widely uh, nationally um that, that could be considered teacher bashing yeah. there, there's, it's been very very negative and i know that there was a report um over um i think it was either on friday or over the weekend about what was happening in wales and i know that we had a discussion with um, Abby Whitick as well on on DMs about the content of the report. It was written in such a way that yes, there was it was quite a balanced view. You got teachers, you got parents um, telling their stories, that it wasn't the parents themselves weren't pulling schools to part. They were very clear on, oh, I don't want to mention my school and mm-hmm. there's been some really good things going on. But because the 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 majority of the positive elements were towards the end and the holding people to account uh, was towards the end we know how you know when you're reading through something if it's more than 500 words you're just you'll just scroll on but the the headline which was the welsh schooling nightmare leaving some pupils behind huge disparity no national structure and parents crying out for support you know it feels it feels pretty sensational pretty pretty negative negative. Uh, and I, I know that a lot of other teachers, it, it's just, when you set that against the backdrop of the Daily Mail articles and the, you know, the, schools being closed and teachers sitting at home doing what they want. It's, the, it's these images that, that come out from you the know, National Press. Like, and we were talking over the weekend, um, there was a, a photograph in, I think, one of the national papers mm. of a pupil at home doing their home learning yeah. sitting Sitting in the kitchen on this lovely bench, yeah, with cushions, and the argo was in the back, and she yeah. had a lovely laptop and a whole raft of books, yeah. And I just thought, that's just not reality. No, no. As if all no, that needs to be done. That situation. I like, know, I know. All that needs to be done is real quality blended no. learning coming through that laptop, and where job's job done. Yeah, yeah that, that's what's really interesting. Well, interesting. Disheartening about the whole lockdown situation is is it's just exacerbated problems that existed in society before. You know, those in poverty have have been disproportionately affected. Those who are disadvantaged in one way or another are being you know um, are being uh, disproportionately affected, and it's it's because um, we live in a society where those problems are not fixed. The, yeah. that we're struggling with this so you know expecting all of a sudden during a global pandemic for the disparity um between schools and within schools to be fixed I think is is expecting an awful lot it uh, yeah. And it, it, you know I think anybody's response to the pandemic is going to be less than perfect because being in a global pandemic is less than perfect yeah and uh, we, we are getting to the point where I think we're all tired of it. We're all fed up. We all want some, yeah. some normality going into the spring. We want this to be over with, mm. you know, leave 2020 behind. We still feel like, in a way, we're still in 2020. Yeah. And it's just getting to that point where, you know, we all we all get a little bit touchy with each other. And, yeah. and I think that, that's beginning to come through. And actually, it's just a case of we all need just to step back and say, well, we, you know, we are all in this together. We're all in this. We ex- are we're coping the best way we can. Yeah. I, I'm not sure how helpful it is that the, the focus is on monitoring as opposed to yeah. support. I mean, the there are actually new expectations for remote learning um, for exam classes were published by Welsh Government last week. Yeah. And they're that, um, all exam classes, that's te- years 10 to 13 should have daily contact and four hours of meaningful learning per day. And of course, you know, I mean, and it also I there's, there's an information gap, isn't there, between what teachers know is meaningful learning yeah, and what parents see as meaningful learning. That's the thing I was going to just mention as well, is that, you know, we're talking about monitoring, but who has experienced and is expert, the expert in... In what online learning is i know i know so it's it's yes i mean let's say for the sake of argument in an alternate um, universe mm-hmm. that they actually had monitored in a meaningful sense what was actually going on in terms of you know looking at the added value that was happening um, for learning because that that's really the measure of um, whether learning is taking place is how competent and capable pupils are to take their knowledge and their understanding into a new context I mean I don't know of any school that actually has the capacity to do that right now but let's just say for the sake of argument that that had actually happened and they had this value added school then you know the, the diversity of experiences at home for children or you know, in terms of how much social isolation they had to, self-isolation they had to uh, enjoy because they had um, cases in school, it would be impossible to say, well, that value added is definitely down to the learning they, that they actually um, had through their laptop, as opposed to the amount of support they, they had at home or how many devices they had. Or, you know, it, it feels like to me, and this is very much anecdotal, and it may be that I'm just feel sort of disheartened on the behalf of teachers is that it feels that teachers are the ones to fix all of this, but they can't fix poverty. They can't fix, you know, when there there is one laptop or one phone for five siblings, they can't fix the fact that the virus is highly effective and, you know, makes some um, some cases in some schools more prevalent than in other schools and you know it, it seems to be that the expectation is that teachers yet again are teachers in school are expected to solve society's ills and I, I just I think it's you know we're just seeing we're seeing what happened before the pandemic come through now. It's, it's very much the the case of you know many many parents saying you know in on social media and wherever um it, it's great my child's got live lessons all day so it all must be tickety boo mm-hmm. but then you've got others saying well my, my child's school are not doing any live lessons they've mm-hmm. just been given this work who's who's to say what the quality of the learning is? just because it's a live session all day it doesn't necessarily mean the quality of the learning is going to be any different absolutely any better than the work that's been set in, in, in remotely in a google classroom so i it's, think it's another it's another proxy mm-hmm. for learning but i think we we ought to provide a little bit of balance here now we're not saying that uh blended learning and teaching across uh wales is perfect you know we're not saying it, it's it's done its job and it's it's absolutely where it needs to be. Absolutely I don't, I, don't not. Think, yeah, I don't think anybody would say that, would they? No, what we are saying is that teachers are working hard, that this has been a shock to everybody, that, you know, it's a very, very different way of working and it will take time for it to be good. And excellence is probably expecting a little bit too much. But if we're thinking about, you know, pre-pandemic, we, we weren't in a situation where face-to-face teaching and learning was considered excellent in all schools anyway so you know the the expectation that during a global pandemic that we're going to be developing teaching and learning in a completely different context that is going to be good in all cases I think the expectation is incredibly high but you know if we focused a little bit more on support I think we'd have a a much better chance I completely agree of, of reaching a point where things are looking better. Yeah. And it's teachers being able to work with each other to improve quality rather than have somebody coming in and saying, that's not good enough. Anyway, I've seen, seen cases of Twitter that, you know, SLT will drop into lessons, recorded lessons that have been uploaded. Mm. You know, for, for what purpose? Yeah, well, you know, there's an awful lot of research out there as well that, that says okay. that lesson observation, and I'm sure that it probably... Uh, follows through into yeah, remote sure. lesson observation is that a very very ineffective way yeah. of saying whether the teaching and learning is actually any of any good or not. Um, well, rant, <laughs> what else should we talk about? <laughs> yeah, we have had a bit of a rant haven't we but I think I mean that's probably indicative of where we are as much as anything because it's it's january the rather the weather is rubbish it's you no know, work has been ridiculously busy over the last couple of weeks i was so tired this weekend still tired yeah. today. i I'd just like i'd like to put a positive in this though because um i've just got back to twitter again because you know we've got a bit of a love-hate relationship with twitter sometimes but saturday can i just put to a you know brewed on saturday yeah our wealth and, I, and i'm not just saying because one of our um, presentations was on there as well. Uh, What a wealth of fantastic CPD there was available. Expertise. That's absolutely the kind of thing we need more of. Imagine if we had um, an opportunity for teachers to dip into, um, you know, 50 of those kinds of presentations. And yeah. then talk about it in their school, or to have you know uh, resources that went with it that they could share and discuss. I mean, that that's absolutely the kind of support that schools and teachers need. I am just going to correct myself then because it wasn't just Brewed; it was Brewed Cymru. Yes, it was exactly right. But I thought the whole the whole format of it of the sessions being just recorded that you could yes. go in when you had time to do them. Yes, which you know, and that's one of the positives, isn't it, of this time? It's not just. Um, thinking about um, you know things we can learn from having to do things remotely but it's been the opportunity for teachers to have um, professional learning that they can actually own and keep and go back to and learn more from and explore a little bit further I mean that's how we've been doing a lot of our support for teachers is when when we deliver a session we record it and then it's theirs they own it then and they can go back to it and the advantages of doing things in little chunks that give them a chance to talk about it afterwards and to yeah. develop it afterwards. That's that's. It was encouraging story. to know that the whole the, you know the, the thread that ran through it. There was lots of focus on cogsy and lots yeah. of focus on instruction quality of instruction, which was. Yeah, quality of instruction is so important um, now and it will be so important going forward into the future and um even you know thinking about curriculum for wales lots has happened yeah. with curriculum for wales since we last had a podcast i mean we had a meeting uh with um a representative of welsh government before christmas now we did that seems like such a long time ago talking about Curriculum for Wales and the development of Curriculum for Wales. And what was really interesting to come out of that, because we did say, we did ask, you know, do you think there's enough time between, back then it was the 18th of December, between the 18th of December and September 2022, for all schools, because it has to be all schools, it can't just be some schools, it has to be all schools and all teachers to be ready for September 2022 and the implementation point and what was really interesting is they said that the actually September 2022 should be considered a starting point rather than a, a an end point. It should be yeah. considered as a starting point. And, you know, with a, with a little bit more discussion um, around that, that it should be seen as the expectation is that you're developing and trialling and uh, working on your curriculum. But if it's not a finished article by September 2022, that that was okay. Yeah, but we but we know any curriculum is yeah. always it's it's a working a work in progress, isn't it? A curriculum is never finished. You can never really say you've finished your curriculum because it's always changing. and it's, Absolutely. Like, just just, just, gonna, just gonna just throw in a comment there though that yeah. um, is that Welsh government letting themselves off the hook? Maybe you know, saying, well, if it's not done by September 2022, well, it was only ever a starting point anyway, so that they don't have to do something different in response to COVID-19, because I know that schools are still working on on Curriculum for Wales, and I know that there's still a lot of support going on for Curriculum for Wales, but it, it does feel like, okay, so we've got to learn a new way of doing things, we've got to do remote and blended learning, and we've got to um, you know, supports learners at home, and you've got to do curriculum for wealth, but also do it in a new context as well. This was very much in the days before, uh, because back on the 18th of December, schools were opening on the 4th of January. Yeah. yeah. And we're looking now, realistically, half term, February, and yeah. we're not even back. So, yeah. you know, we've lost another half term. And also, what's happening with the exam. So that's another thing that secondaries. Yeah, well, they, they were supposed to announce the replacement for the replacement on the, <laughs> <laughs> on the 14th of January, but I now think it's Wednesday the 20th. I think that's when the... Yeah. inauguration day, very... Oh, very, there you go. New beginnings for everything, that's yeah, that's hope for So that, that, that will be coming down the line. But... Um, we, we both listened to um, a, an interesting um, discussion about um, Curriculum for Wales this morning, didn't we, Jane? We did. So we, we listened to Kevin Palmer, um, the Deputy Director for Pedagogy um, from Welsh Government, being interviewed by Hugh Powell from the NAEL. Um, and we it was very interesting listen to, listening to Kevin talk about um, his view on curriculum for Wales and what what it meant and how it was going to be delivered and I just I wrote down a couple of things that he said because I thought it was worth just mentioning because I thought our listeners might be interested to know his thoughts and maybe might want to have a think about it and you know just just sort of um, think about it in context of their own school and what that might look for in their own school because he was asked by Hugh what would you expect curriculum for Wales to look like 10 years from now, when you know it's kind of all done and, and finished. And he said, and I'm quoting here now, he said, I would expect to go into an inquiring classroom rather than an instructional classroom. Pupils constructing their solutions, sometimes even constructing the ways in which they want to learn and the learning that they do. Which was quite an interesting comment that it was, it, inquiry was seen as far more important than instruction. Yeah, and I don't, don't think we are, that's not necessarily where we are anywhere near that now. Well, I think also, I mean, if you look at the Education Endowment Fund's, um, you know, five remote learning um, kind of main findings, uh, they say the quality of um, instruction, the quality of teaching is much more important than the method yeah. it's delivered. So, you know, it's going to be very, very hard for schools to do inquiry learning right now um to trial anything to do with inquiry learning during lockdown and i also saw on twitter there was discussions i think it was linked with brewed coming or it might be um something else but they were saying that those schools that were struggling with remote learning were the yeah. ones that used a more inquiry approach so i think that there has to be there has to be a range of strategies there's got to be a balance doesn't there yeah yeah you know it, it shouldn't be one thing to the detriment of something no. else but he was also very keen or very clear that he thought there was enough time to put everything in place or to get everything in place before september 22 yeah yeah and i didn't hear actually that he even described september 2022 as a starting point no. so no. so on. that's interesting two different views from, from yeah. Welsh government but um there was also some discussion, which I thought was very interesting about teachers teaching out of subjects. Because I know that this has come up before with curriculum for Wales where yeah. you've got interdisciplinary learning. Yeah. And it's it's very much a secondary school mm. issue mm. in a way you've you do have your subject specialist. But I know it was it's you know, it's very clear all the way through that you don't necessarily have to be teaching out you don't want to lose those experts that you've got. No. as as your as your subject specialism because you know that's we need experts yeah and let's let's face it the bottom line is the learning has got to be of the highest quality Mm -hmm. so whatever strategy method pedagogy approach that you use that should be the rationale for what you do so you know what is it my children in my class need yeah that's what i'll do and you know With the best will in the world saying i'm going to walk into an inquiring classroom well it'll be up to the teacher you know using the principle of subsidiarity to decide whether an inquiring classroom is actually the best classroom for the children in their care so it's it's you know there's 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 quite a lot more to that argument than than meets the eye isn't there yeah um so we've 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 gone around the houses quite a bit this morning we've talked (laughs) yes many many different things i think because we haven't done a podcast since um together just 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 you and i since before christmas so you know we're here we are back in you know we've done one this year this is our first this year year. 2021 i know some of our um podcasts that we had coming up over the next couple of weeks um Mm -hmm. in conversations with and we've had to postpone for now um, purely for the fact that logistically we can't all be together to do it so it's so still we done but we will come back to those and we've got yes. some of the exciting ones lined up um as we run through the term and i know this term spring term there will be lots of things that that we can pick up and talk about
1: um, yes.
0: as, as, yes. as as the weather as the days lengthen a bit maybe the weather gets a little bit better and you know maybe with the with the very early stages of the vaccine um keeping things under control and people staying at home keeping things under control maybe we will start to see a little bit more um more of each other that would be good yeah it? yeah because we're busy in yeah. a different way to where we're normally busy but you know ideally our, our and butter is working the things that we face love face to face doing, in schools with colleagues yeah but well, we've only been into two schools time. since last march physically physically into two schools last last march and it's I feel the loss of people. Yes. I feel the loss of yeah. our teacher colleagues that we used to talk to. We've been zoomed into many. We have, but it's we not, it not the same. No. And I mean, One of the advantages to that, we have met uh, people and worked with schools. We've done a lot, quite a lot of work in both England and Scotland during lockdown, which, yeah. is, which has been fantastic. And we wouldn't have the opportunity to do that as readily, as easily as we have done this um, during this period. Yeah. Which I'm not. I'm not missing the travelling, the commuting. No. I like being in new places. I just don't like driving there. No. Yeah. What <laughs> <But there's conversations laughs> <before>, have we? <laughs> yeah. You know, about an hour's worth of driving. That's about right. But you know, when you're talking about four or five hours, or even a flight, that's it's, yes. it's yeah, it's it much more complicated, doesn't it? But yeah, uh, we will. We will be back together. I think we have to, you know, kind of hold our nerve until possibly yeah. the end of March when things start to hopefully open yeah. up again. I did. I did have a little look in my diary day and i think this time last year we were up up in north wales oh yes um, up in Connors key yes yes of course days we spent a good yeah. a few days up there that was a good trip um, yeah, but then we go. you know we'll, we'll get back one day we are and I, the, the last two weeks have been as i say a little bit manic with so many of these sort of short um sessions with with um workbooks going with them and we've got another one this afternoon with Morriston Comprehensives working with them on their research um for the better pedagogy so we've got lots going on um so hopefully we'll have something more to talk about next time we uh yeah. come together on zoom let's see what else comes out on twitter from marsh government indeed it's been a pleasure as always jane nice to see nice you to, i know nice to see you in in, in digital pixels yeah yeah and hopefully we'll talk to you all again soon yeah. so take care bye thanks for listening don't forget to subscribe to make sure you don't miss future episodes you can find us online at www.impact.wales you can also follow us on social media on twitter we at impact wales on facebook and instagram search for impact wales and on linkedin search for impact school improvement